usually I try not to say anything, but this particular guy, like I was like, he's going to slide right down the cliff. Like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. And so I was hiking behind him and I said, you know, if you dig your heel into the snow, you kind of make like little mokey steps so that you don't slide around. Mm -hmm. He gave me the dirtiest look. (laughs) I could not believe it. I was like, I'm just trying to help. How dare you save my life? I insulted his manhood, I think. This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. A glacier. I have such a interesting relationship with glacier, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's an awesome introduction to Glacier. I know. You know, I was thinking about it, though, because when we're recording this, I just finished, like, recording a ton of YouTube videos Uh for Glacier, and that is by far, like, I get so many emails and so many questions about Glacier National Park that I'm like, I love this national park so, so much. (laughs) You know, it's the land of just big mountains and big waterfalls, epic hiking trails, tons of wildlife, Mm -hmm. huckleberries. Yes. But, like, everybody is so stressed out about their glacier (laughs) trip. (laughs) It's such a challenge for people, and they're making it harder, it seems. Well, for me, too, because I stay awake at night, like, worrying about (laughs) glacier reservations. Mm -hmm. I dream about glacier reservations nice it's more like a nightmare but like (laughs) in my dreams i'm trying to get these dang reservations 759 759 759 eight o'clock go 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 anyway i'm really excited to talk about glacier and our favorite parts of glacier we spend a ton of time in this part Uh i mean it's just one of those we don't shy away from ever but they are requiring four different reservations in this park this year so many and so you know if you're feeling stressed out about that or if you know you're listening and saying yeah i'm going to glacier but you know i have a lot of questions go over to youtube and check out all those videos because today is just all about the fun right (laughs) we're not talking about reservations anymore (laughs) i want to talk about the fun stuff no this is going to be the julie andrews you know the hills are alive with the sound of music episode of glacier Yes. So So that's why my relationship with Glacier is very complicated, (laughs) but I do really love this park. Yes. So I'm really excited. Let's jump in because we've got a ton to say. Oh, yeah. And we're going to start at the going to the Sun Road. Yeah. Because the going to the Sun Road, so we're going to walk you through the different sections of the park, but the going to the Sun Road is the only road that goes through the whole park. Yeah, which I think is surprising to a lot of people. But if you've never been to Glacier, if you don't know much about the area, like this is the land of mountains, you know? And so when you're at the top of Montana, you're in the main spine of like the Rockies here. And so things are rugged, you know, the mountains are tall, but the going to the Sun Road is like this 
epic feat of engineering that crosses the mountains going from east to west and you just climb up higher and higher into these mountains and it's actually kind of scary at some points if you're oh it's totally scary (laughs) if you're on the side of the road that's like the cliff's edge you know, which luckily I'm usually driving. So I noticed you. Yeah, I noticed it this last time we were there last summer. And I don't know why, like, it's never really scared me that much before. I'm not usually scared of heights. Mm-hmm. But I was looking out the window and you were driving just fine. You know, I'm looking out the window. I'm like, there is literally one foot between me (laughs) and 2,000 feet of cliff. Yeah, I know. You know, and it just kind of like, I could feel my heart rate just kind of going, oh, oh, I don't know if I'm okay (laughs) with this. And I think also, because this last time, like we got out of the car a lot to -hmm. take pictures and and stuff and having kids kind of changes the way you feel about it I'm just like holding on to the back of their shirts, making sure they don't run off the cliff. (laughs) We are. We're like, like kids on leashes. Don't you dare go too far away from, you know, we're just like watching them like a hawk. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just as we were driving this last time, I looked down and I was like, there really is like no space. Between. There's no shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's just like a little rock wall that like that's gonna help, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so oh but it's amazing. I mean, it is one of the best drives you can do in any national park. Yeah, it's one of the epic national park drives for sure. If not the epic national park drive, we're doing an episode on that, you know, later to give people kind of to, to talk about some of the other ones. But for now, this is the epic, the epic drive. And it is incredible. It's so crazy. And the way they designed it, a lot of roads will have tons and tons of switchbacks, you know, as you gain elevation, as you go up in the mountains, I guess it's easier to take the road to an area that's a little bit easier to build a road out of. But they decided to do this road crazy and just do one switchback and make the road just like fit into the scenery a little bit better. And so it's it's kind of insane that they well, only... It's, it's crazy. Like yeah. it, It's a true engineering feat because when you look at the mountains of Glacier, you can see a tiny little line right. going through, but it doesn't look like a road. Mm-hmm. It's just like they specifically designed the going to the sun road to look as though it's not there. Right. And to really blend in with the scenery. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really cool as you're driving along, you know, you'll notice places where the road just they have different things in place so that they didn't have to make it look like it was you know, meant to be there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's really cool. So, it's so cool. We love this drive. It's so much fun. So let's start on the west side of the going to the Sun Road. This is the entrance that most people go into Glacier. Mm-hmm. Um, you're coming in from Kalispell or Whitefish or Columbia Falls, that area there. So there's a much bigger population center there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of restaurants. There's grocery stores, gas stations, hotels, like all of that's over there. And so most people are coming into Glacier from that side. When you come in from that side, that's the busiest entrance. And then you start driving and you really, I mean, you stay down in the valley for a while. Mm -hmm. You'll pass by Lake McDonald. You'll get to like Avalanche Creek where the Avalanche Lake Trailhead is. And then you keep going and you really do stay in the trees for quite a while until about the loop, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good distance along the going to the sun road right. from that side. But once you get to the loop, that's the one switch back mm-hmm. on that side of the road that you'll go through. And then that's where you start getting those really epic views. 
So for me, my favorite, if I'm coming in the going to the Sun Road from the west side, you know, I'm not super excited. Like you're not just like, oh my gosh, like glacier (laughs) until you really get up to those higher reaches, like from the loop up to Logan Pass. Because you're in the bottom of the canyon, really, and you can't even see the road where you're really going. They've done such a good job of hiding the road. So from the bottom, you can't really see it. And so you don't know where you're going. And the the road kind of take you pass Lake McDonald, you kind of take a little bit of a left, kind of go up one of the forks of the canyon, and then it turns right. But then it's just like, wah, you know, as soon as you turn that right, you're looking up where the you can kind of see much better where you're heading. My favorite view, once you're coming up this direction from the west side, my favorite thing to look for is Bird Woman Falls. It's really incredible. It's so crazy. It's huge. And so if you... How tall do you think it is? We should have looked this up, but we don't know. We should have looked it up. I'm thinking at least like 600 feet. It's got to be so tall because it starts at the top of the mountain. And what I think is cool is you can like see the glaciers. I don't know if they're even glaciers. It's kind of... There's got to be at least a small glacier or a snowfield in that cirque. Yeah, there's definitely a snowfield at least. And you can see, uh, you know, the cirque, like you said, and, and the snow that's feeding just this massive waterfall. Mm -hmm. And it's on the opposite side of the canyon. And so you get to look at this waterfall for a good portion of your drive going to the Sun Road. And it's just so cool because you get to see it from all different angles. It's so big early in the season. It's so much more powerful early in the season when the snow is just like melting really fast and there's tons of it and the waterfall is just gushing. It's so cool. There's a specific pull out that you can do the it's actually called the bird woman falls overlook you know as you can pull off to the side of the road for a second and get a snap a picture of it but really you can see it for a huge amount of the drive yeah that one's really epic i really like the triple arches uh that's one of those engineering feats that where it's just like oh my gosh like how is this road staying up um (laughs) you know hanging the road is somehow hanging onto the cliff it is it is and then you go there's a couple really nice pullouts and then you get to like the weeping wall Uh uh-huh and that's really fun there's lots of water coming down that one at you know again like you said earlier in the season is when things will be wetter and then you get up to logan pass and logan pass (laughs) i have to laugh about logan pass logan pass is like i said with glacier it's my relationship with this place is complicated <laughs> because Logan Pass is so beautiful. I mean, you're at the top. It's at like 6,600 feet above sea level. So you've climbed a good distance to get mm-hmm. to Logan Pass, but you've still got a good distance of mountains above you right. as well. But Logan Pass, so it is so hard to get parking at this parking lot, but it has some of the best. I mean, up to this point, you're not really doing much hiking mm-hmm. along the going to the sun road. Most of it is sightseeing. Right. A bunch of viewpoints. Yeah. And so when you get to Logan Pass, then all of a sudden it's like, boom, some of the best hikes in the park <laughs> right here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an incredible spot. Last time we were there, we saw it. there was a bunch of bighorn sheep just hanging out in the parking lot, which is always really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw tons of mountain goats up there too this this last trip. Yeah, they're just chowing down on the... They're like, finally, the snow's melted enough to reveal some grass. Yeah. So they're just chowing down. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing to do at Logan Pass? My favorite thing to do at Logan Pass is hike the Highline Trail. Hands That's my down. favorite thing. Yeah. Second favorite thing, the Hidden Lake Overlook Trail. 
which is basically the two things you do there. So <laughs> it's not hard to list the things that you love uh, at that spot. You know, I don't know why, but I feel like this, how I mentioned like the hills are alive with the sound of music. I think this, for some reason, thinking about this park is just kind of like bursting music to me in like some ways. Like when we talk about like the Highline Trail or some of these epic hikes in Glacier, I don't know. It's just like the song that keeps coming to my mind is, Take on <laughs> <What>? me, <laughs> take me on. You know, can you hit that note? That's no, coming I up? can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gone. Nope, uh, can't get there. <laughs> why that song? That doesn't remind because me of the sure like, It's just like, I want to take it on the challenge, you know, of hiking these beautiful mountains. It's just, it just wants me there. I want to be there. Just like mutual challenge accepted between mountain and man, you know, (laughs) it's so cool. I love being up there on Logan Pass and doing the hikes. It just makes me want to be, I don't know, mountain climber. So cool. You know, the Highline Trail. So it's one of those trails that is so popular. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't love it any less. I feel like it exceeded my expectations in every single way. Oh, yeah. That it's just one of those trails where I'm like, the Highline Trail? Yeah. Heck yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. You know, it's it's not even a question because I remember the first time we went on that trail. And basically, for those of you that don't know, the Highline Trail, it's about 12 miles it doesn't gain a ton of elevation. You're staying kind of, you're in the cliffs. Mm-hmm. You're not really climbing to the top of anything. You're just kind of working your way, you know, along the base of these massive cliffs. Right. And when I say base, I mean the ones, the garden wall that's going up above you. Right. But like you're 2,000 feet up, but you're still kind of not even, at, it <laughs> literally, not even close to the top. It drops so far below you. And so it's one of those epic hiking trails that if you're a hiker, and you have any type of bucket list, the Highline Trail is on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you get out there and there's mountain goats, bighorn sheep, bears, bear grass. Uh, my favorite plant in the, in the park <laughs> is bear grass. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. But you're hiking and you're hiking along this cliff. It's just been cut into the cliff. I mean, the trail itself is maybe six feet wide mm-hmm. or so. And then it's just a massive drop on the one side. Right. <laughs> But you're going through like fields of wildflowers and just working your way through these mountains. Epic views from the very beginning. Yeah. I really feel like if you can get past Haystack Pass, which is where a lot of people turn around, it's like, I want to say like three and a half miles in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's still a long hike to go in and back out. Yeah, it'd be seven miles total. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, did the math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) you know, if you can get past Haystack Pass, especially, that's where I felt like, A, the trail got a little bit more treacherous feeling, Uh but B, there was way less people. Right. So anyway, I just, I have such a love for that hike because I feel like it is just one of those hikes that you kind of laugh to yourself as you're hiking. I don't know if you ever do that. Like, I can't believe this is real. Yeah, like I'm like looking out in the mountains going, oh, no, like there's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm actually doing this. Uh-huh. It's one of those experiences for me. So I love this trail. You probably remember as you get pretty far back into the Highline Trail, you can actually take a spur trail uh-huh. up the mountain and then look down. It takes you, you're looking down 
on Grinnell Glacier, which is one of the most famous glaciers in the park. But Grinnell Glacier is on the many glacier side or Mm -hmm. section of Glacier National Park, which we'll talk about here in a minute. So you're actually looking up and over the mountains to see this glacier. Yeah. You remember this trail, right? Oh, man. Well, I remember I remember the, before we even did the hike, we were like looking at the map thinking, what is this line? I think it would be cool to go up there because uh, do you think you can actually see over the other edge? And we were like, think, we did, we had no idea what it I was don't think when we, we first were, did it. I don't think we were excited about this. <laughs> I think you were excited about this. You're, the, you're the mountain climber here. Yes, so. I am. <laughs> So we we take this spur trail, and I don't know if if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you might start recognizing that I'm kind of a wuss (laughs) when it comes to certain things, (laughs) but I thought I was going to die on that trail. That was such a scary trail for me because I don't do well when I like have to like, it was really narrow and really steep and rocky and I'm not very sure on my feet in a lot of cases. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) Like I always feel like I'm going to fall. She's underselling herself a little bit here. You're such a good hiker, but it was definitely, we were already fairly tired because we've been hiking for a long time. You were having way more fun on this trail than I was though (laughs) because I was just the whole way up. I was like, you know, like grumbling to myself. Why am I doing this? I'm just going to fall down the mountain and die, uh, which <laughs> I'm starting. <laughs> Luckily, like, it didn't happen. After our Yosemite podcast episodes last month, I was like, man, I really do like <laughs> feel like I come face to face with my mortality <laughs> a lot <laughs> uh, in the national parks. But yeah, so that trail is really cool, that side trail. But anyway, I feel like the Highline Trail just for me is one of those trails that I'm never sick of hiking. Yeah. It, it's so true. You ready for the for the next song that came to my mind? Okay. Okay. So you're driving the going to the sun road. You know, you're enjoying it. You're invo- enjoying the views and everything like that, right? But then you do the Highline Trail. And it's like classic Alanis, Morris said. It's like, you already won me over, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do ironic. I was like, ah. It's a stretch. It's like a pebble in your hiking boot. (laughs) You know, no. You've already won me over. (laughs) You know, Glacier, you already won us over. And then this hiking trail is just so epic. It's so good. But I think all of her songs, I think the best ones have the harmonica. Just so you know. If anybody is wanting to go through the Alanis Morissette catalog, all of her best songs have the harmonica. (laughs) That sounds like a great use of time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just uh, put it out there okay so that's the highline trail the other trail you can hike from logan pass that we really like is the hidden lake overlook trail yeah that was so great it's really beautiful when i hiked it this last summer it was still covered in like feet and feet of snow <laughs> you couldn't even walk on the boardwalks it was just straight snow mm-hmm Oh my gosh. I wanted to take video so bad of everyone just slipping and sliding and looking like (laughs) idiots trying to hike through the snow. (laughs) Actually, I told this one guy because like he literally, he was wearing like loafers, Uh like dressed loafers. And I was like looking at him like, what in the world are you doing up here? And he was sliding down the cliff. I mean, like he was sliding down the (laughs) cliff and I, and he wasn't turning back. And I usually like, I try not to insert myself too often. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty opinionated person. 
especially after working as a park ranger, where it's just like, if I see someone going off trail or something, I usually say something, Mm. get off, (laughs) you know, get off the plants. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, usually I try not to say anything. But this particular guy, like I was like, he's going to slide right down the cliff. Like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. And so I was hiking behind him. And I said, you know, if you dig your heel into the snow, you kind of make like little mokey steps so that you don't slide around. Mm-hmm. He gave me the dirtiest look. <laughs> I could not believe it. I was like, oh, wait, I'm just trying to help. How but dare you save my life? I insulted his manhood, I think. <laughs> but anyway, it was just, it was really funny. And that's the same time, actually. So after I got through all the snow fields to mm-hmm. get up in there, that's the time that I got boxed in on both sides by mountain goats. Right. I've seen that video you took of that. It's yeah. awesome. So I ditched John, by the way, for yeah. this. I wanted to hike it by myself. But uh, yeah, I was. The, we had mountain goats in front and behind. There was like a group of maybe uh, six of us uh-huh. that just got stuck. <laughs> we couldn't move forward or backward. And it was so cool. Like we got to watch the mountain goats, a few of them came down off the cliffs Mm -hmm. and they were like running down the side of the mountain and anyway it was so fun i got to just sit there for like 20 minutes because there was nowhere else to go and just watch (laughs) these mountain goats and they kind of herded us along (laughs) uh, (laughs) trying to get us out of the way too but uh that's That's a really cool trail for seeing mountain goats i think that's probably my favorite I mean, the view is really beautiful at the end, mm-hmm. but I think my favorite thing is that whenever we hike this trail, we always tend to see mountain goats. Yeah. I think there's a lot of other places in the park where we've seen bighorn sheep, but I think this specific place is really excellent for the mountain goats. Yeah. They love this area. So so what do you think is better? The people watching, you know, like the zero friction, you know, people slipping on snow people or were the mountain sli- goat watching? People were sliding down their butts. Like they were just, it was so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, it reminds me of that episode of uh, Magic School Bus when Mrs. Frizzle is teaching them how, about friction and she puts them on like an ice skating rink with no friction and Ralphie is just going crazy and everybody's slipping and sliding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a good one. Yeah. I, I can't believe you remember that. I guess that. this is for the kids out there. Yeah. Mrs. Frizzle, no friction, baseball game. That's it the was, one you should watch. It was the funniest thing. I mean, we've hiked this trail before and the people watching isn't as good. Yeah, (laughs) The the mountain goats are definitely cooler than the people watching. But uh, this last time, because the going to the Sun Road took so long to open up Mm -hmm. in 2022 uh, that just everything, by the time it did open up, everything was still majorly covered in snow. But oh my gosh, it was just, I was just laughing to myself. I don't know why I laugh to myself a lot while I'm hiking in Glacier, (laughs) but I was laughing and just watching everybody try to (laughs) get through the snow. It was funny. That's awesome. So, okay. Well, (laughs) that's Logan Pass. (laughs) Now we're going to go down the east side of the road. I love the east side. Oh, it's so pretty. I love it too. It's very different from the west side of the Going to the Sun Road too, because going up the west side of the Going to the Sun Road towards Logan Pass, you're kind of, I don't know, you're you're looking at Birdwoman Falls a lot. The views do change, but the views drastically change when you're going down the east side. From what you had before. The east side is so underrated. Yeah. The thing about the east side of the going to the sun road is St. Mary is the little town right outside of the road Mm -hmm. there, right outside of the park. And it hardly has anything. (laughs) 
on the east side of the park, you're really not by any type of population centers. I mm-hmm. mean, you've got a couple of smaller towns and that's about it. Yeah. A lot of it is Native American land. So it's just not anything like the west side. I think the more we go back to Glacier, the more we're like, oh, we'll go to the west side for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. But then like we're hitting the east side like so hard because it's our favorite, 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 favorite set part <laughs> of the park. Absolutely. So. <laughs> we do love it over there. I feel like we see so much more wildlife on the east side of the park, too. We do. I and think it's that's not, part of it. It's not as crowded. So you've got the going to the sun road. You've got really good access to Logan Pass mm-hmm. from St. Mary. But then you also have really good access to Two Medicine and Many Glacier, which are two other parts of the park. And so for me, it's just, it's a no-brainer. We usually spend the bulk of our time over on the east side. Yeah. East side. Strong, Strong side. Strong side. <laughs> <laughs> I think what is funny, I noticed this the last time we were here. So there's some really cool stops on the east side. So you've got like... St. Mary Falls, Wild Goose Island, Sun Point, you know, you can hike to Bering Falls. There's some really pretty waterfalls. You're following uh, St. Mary Lake. And so you get really beautiful views that way. Uh But I wanted to mention, so a lot of people, I think it's interesting. A lot of people, when they email me about Glacier, when they talk to me about Glacier, they'll say, you know, well, we got to get to Glacier before the glaciers are gone. Uh Uh-huh. And the best way to see a glacier in Glacier National Park is on the east side of the Going to the Sun Road. Mm -hmm. You'll pass the Jackson Glacier Overlook. And from the Jackson Glacier Overlook, you don't have to hike or anything. You just park there and then you can look out and and see this glacier. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if you remember because we've been going to Glacier for a lot of years now. They had a sign at the Jackson Glacier Overlook saying that all of the glaciers, they predicted that all the glaciers in Glacier would be melted by 2022. Uh-huh. It was an old sign. Right. Oh, man. They've been saying they've been saying that for a long time. And, you know, this isn't, we're not going to talk about global warming and stuff and climate change. Obviously, the glaciers are melting. Right. And, and we'll talk a little bit about the glaciers, too, during the Fun Facts episode, yeah. too. Yeah. So, but I don't know if you remember that sign, because this last time when we were there... It wasn't there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they made it. Good job, they glaciers. They made it to 2022. Woo! Yeah. So that I actually, I had a good laugh about that too, because I was like, oh, the sign that said they were all going to be gone by 2022 has been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a new ETA? It didn't have an ETA. No, they just put in a new sign that said the glaciers are melting, but it didn't say when. <laughs> okay. I think that's wise because... Yeah. You know, it's who knows. They're not but, Nostradamus anymore. Yeah. You know, trying to predict when everything's going to be melted and gone. Okay. Yeah. So I nice. thought that was funny. I noticed that this last time. I was like, oh, they got rid of their sign. That's Giving us some hope. The glaciers are going to make it. Yeah. So if you want to see a glacier, stop at the Jackson Glacier Overlook. Mm-hmm. But then there's lots of good hiking trails, beautiful views, just fantastic things to do on the east side of the Going to the Sun Road. Yes. One of my favorite things to do on this east side of the Going to the Sun Road is, so you mentioned some waterfalls, you mentioned Bering Falls, but I also love hiking to like St. Mary Falls and Virginia Falls. Those are some of my favorite, favorite hikes on this St. Mary side of the Going to the Sun Road. And it's just, oh, they're so beautiful. So the St. Mary Falls, the reason I think it's so beautiful is because the water is just like, oh, it's, it is 
what's the right what's the stone i'm thinking i'm trying to think of like a, a uh, beautiful crystal aquamarine blue. aquamarine it's aquamarine or or i don't know turquoise. there's just so if you could that just what you're thinking of which one turquoise turquoise no it's not even turquoise no it's, it's a deeper blue it's a deeper blue but this last time we were there it was too early in the season the water was rushing too much that it was white right you remember and we we're like what where's no. the blue water so you got to go later in the season if you want to see that blue water. Oh, oh, yeah. But so it is. Good. I don't know what you would call it. It's beautiful, though. Yeah, it's like such. It's not baby blue. It's not like sky blue. It's deeper. It's a little bit darker. Not quite as dark glacier as glacier like- blue, if you will. Okay, sounds good. So the glaciers that feed the rivers just provide this beautiful colors, you know, and sometimes the colors of the waters of of glacier fed lakes and things like St. Mary's is more of a turquoise. It's kind of a greenish color almost in some places. But this water is just so blue and it's beautiful. But like you said, this last time it was rushing so much that we couldn't really appreciate it. But later in the summer, sometimes it's just so beautiful blue. I just love, I love those falls. And we have a friend that actually dipped in the water. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're there, you'll see people jumping into the water. I think it would have been a death wish to do it this last time we were there. Although, so the number one, I don't know if you know this, but the number one reason that people die in Glacier is the running water. Really? It's water. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it's not falling off a cliff. It's not, you know, anything that you would think it would be. It's water. People try to swim. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple swimming spots. There's another one over on the west side of the park near like McDonald Falls. People will try to swim in these areas and it's just too strong it's for too them. Strong, mm. yeah. So I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> don't recommend. A, I don't a think it's a great idea. Uh, people do it, but uh, that whole area. I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful. My favorite stretch. So as you're hiking to St. Mary Falls, it's pretty barren because there was a massive wildfire that went through this area and just mm-hmm. decimated the forest. Right. But once you get past St. Mary Falls and head up to Virginia Falls, that is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh You've my got gosh. water everywhere. You've got these just small unnamed waterfalls falling everywhere mm-hmm. as you work your way through the forest up to Virginia Falls, which is a massive waterfall that will just blow you away when you get there. It's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> Last time we were there, it was pretty early in the season, which is why we were, earlier you were talking about how much snow there was at Logan Pass. There was It was early in the season, so there was still a lot of snow melt coming down. But Virginia Falls, it felt like standing at the base of Niagara Falls a little yeah, bit. That was the wettest I've ever been at Virginia Falls. <laughs> was an early season hike. Oh, uh, man. But it is, that whole area is beautiful. There's some really great hikes. I love Sun Point. I think that's one of my favorite places to stand and mm-hmm. just look out at the majesty of Glacier. Yeah. You've got the lake below you and just these massive peaks above you. So that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Do you remember? So you can hike to Bering Falls, St. Mary Falls, Virginia Falls. I noticed if there's anybody out there listening and you consider yourself a trendsetter, you enjoy it a little bit. Do you remember how I was a trendsetter on this last time that we were there? Yes, because we got stranded. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, no oh. not exactly that one. But we'll get there. I was. I guess I was a trendsetter in multiple ways. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. John always dips his head into the water. Yes. When we're at a waterfall. <laughs> 
um, not necessarily into the waterfall, but at least the water that's coming off the waterfall. Uh-huh. Or in the river. Anywhere there's a spot where I could go down to the river or something like that and put my head in the water. I forgot about that because we did that at Bering Falls. And then you didn't do it at St. Mary because it's hard to do it there. You That's like but, I said, kind of a death wish. Yeah. But Virginia Falls, I remember you did it. And then literally every single person in our group did it, which was like eight of us. <laughs> but then there were several other big groups of people that came through that saw us doing it. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Before we know it, there's like 30 people dipping their head in the water. <laughs> oh, man, it was awesome. Like on the way up the trail, you know, from St. Mary Falls to Virginia Falls, there was a spot and I put my head in the water and I had my kids put their heads in their wa- in the water too. I did too. it too. And, then on the, and you did it. And then on the way down, like we caught people doing it too. And I was yep. like, just so everybody knows, I was the one that started that. <laughs> There were, there were, there were a ton of people that came around while we were doing it that started doing it too. That is your thing, isn't that, it? That's my thing, man. He but, always dips his head in the water by a waterfall. <laughs> yes. And the, what's spectacular and painful about the water and glacier is that you get brain freezes fast. Yeah. Oh, man. So the person that can keep their head in the longest wins. And <laughs> <laughs> they're also generally the more brain dead of the group. That was fun. Okay. Well, the last thing we need to talk about, because a lot of people have questions about the shuttles. Here's an example of why I don't use the glacier shuttle. Mm-hmm. And like in... In the, in the glacier itinerary that I sell on Dirt in My Shoes, it doesn't use the glacier shuttle. Here's the perfect example because we got stranded at the St. Mary Trailhead because every single shuttle that was coming down to take us back to the visitor center was full. And so they weren't stopping. So there were literally like 50 of us waiting for a shuttle and they weren't stopping. And then finally, like every five shuttles, they'll like take two people. Yeah. And the shuttles are smaller They're too. Really so it's small. not like a giant bus that fits a hundred people either. Yes. You know, these are small shuttles that it's oh, it was so frustrating. So we started hiking down the road and then quickly realized that was going to take us a while. And we were so pooped because we had just hiked up to Virginia Falls. So John sticks his thumb out (laughs) and we get picked up by a a van that smelled very strongly of weed. (laughs) But we took it because they were very nice people. They were so nice. And they took us back down to our car. I feel like I always struggle with... Hitchhiking. Yes. (laughs) Well, I try to stay away from that, but uh, I always struggle with using the shuttle at Glacier. Uh So I think that's like the perfect example. Sometimes it's not too bad. Sometimes it's just fine. But I feel like a lot of times it's kind of like that where it's just like, just let us on. Please just let us on. So long of wait times. You're (laughs) stranded for forever. The Glacier shuttle is probably one of the most frustrating shuttles in the National Park Service. It is because they have to run them small for the going to the sun road because the going to the sun road, your vehicle has to be a certain size or smaller. Right. Which you really do need to follow that. We've hit our mirror. I don't know if you remember. We've got a big (laughs) truck that barely fits the parameters that you can drive on that road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had our, our mirrors out and we tow our trailer. And so the mirrors can extend even further yep. for towing. And we just totally forgot that we had them extended further. And then we hit the cliff <laughs> with Oof. our mirror because it does get really tight. You've got like overhanging cliffs and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that was it's a fun drive. <laughs> um, but let's get down to so once you get down to like St. Mary, That's when I want to talk about one thing, and we should have talked about this with West Glacier too, but here we go. 
huckleberries. Huckleberries everywhere. So when you're driving to the park and you're getting to West Glacier, you'll pass by a few huckleberry stands. I don't know what you huckleberry call them. Huckleberry cities really is what they are. Everything is <laughs> the greatest industry in these cities is huckleberries. Yes, yes. But I wanted to point out, because we have stopped at those before, but I think my favorite huckleberry foods mm-hmm. are more on the east side. What's your favorite huckleberry food? Okay. Well, so I have I have two. Okay. Well, maybe three. I don't know. <laughs> we eat a lot of huckleberry stuff, but I mean, it's definitely the thing to do. Okay. So the whistle stop. Oh, yes. So the whistle stop is down by Two Medicine. It's in East Glacier. So it's on the east side of the park, but it's not right in St. Mary. But they have stuffed huckleberry French toast, which is so good. (laughs) It will ruin French toast for you for the rest of your life. It's so good. It is so good. My other favorite huckleberry thing is at Johnson's Uh in St. Mary. Yeah, Yeah. it's right in St. Mary. We do this every time we go over there pretty much. But uh, they have a huckleberry ice cream pie. Oh, yes. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because they have like all the barbecue sauce and stuff. Yeah, too. they had like Is a huckleberry glaze yeah. on like some of their food. No, the ice cream pie. Yeah, that was so that good. That is so good. And so the east side of the park for me, there's some huckleberry things that you just, I feel like you can't miss if you want that experience. Mm-hmm. And those are, those are my favorites. Oh, those are so good. I do like those. And you can get things like there's huckleberry shakes on the west side and huckleberry pie and other places too but i did like johnson's they did it really good yeah i like their ice cream pie i think that was my favorite it wasn't mm-hmm. too huckleberry because mm-hmm. a lot of times when you get huckleberry flavored stuff it's not like they're the best tasting berry it's not like raspberry mm-hmm. where it's like oh yum i love eating this it's just <laughs> it's what you do when yep. you're somewhere that has one in mountain country yes you eat huckleberries but i mean for me and i'm not like oh this is like delicious i love this flavor uh but i do like to eat it because mm-hmm. it's part of the experience so yeah the ice cream pie i felt like was a really good balance between not being so strong mm-hmm. of this kind of weird flavor mm-hmm. <laughs> but still being huckleberry so there you go nice Very good. Let's talk about Mini Glacier. Yes, going north from St. Mary. Yeah, so we're staying on the east side, going up to Mini Glacier, which is a small section. The road doesn't connect to anything else. So you go into Mini Glacier and then you come right back out when you're done. You know, you can't connect to any other part of the park. But this for me is my probably, uh, is it (laughs) my favorite (laughs) section of the park? It's mine. So we can, it's at least mine. If you love wildlife, there's no better place. If you love big, epic hiking trails, there's no better place. Right. If you love glaciers, there's no better place. If If you you, love giant lodges, no better place. With big, mountains. Yes. (laughs) Massive mountains. So yeah, many glacier, you drive in, it's a pretty small area. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not like a ton of parking or anything, but there is so much to do. Yeah. There's What's a your ton fa- of great hikes. What's up your here? favorite? My favorite hike, oh, oh my gosh, is the Grinnell Glacier hike. That one is my favorite hike in the area. So I did this a few years ago with Ash's brothers, and 
it was just so cool. Even though it was a little bit smoky because it was there was a wildfire going on on the west side, but it kind of just added a little bit to the mysterious ambiance because I wasn't sure what was going to be at the end of the hike in a lot of ways because I couldn't see it because it was so smoky. But it was so cool because we were hiking up the edge of this cliff going up and up and up and it's a long, long hike. But when we got up there, the overlook on the Highline Trail that you talked about earlier, you know, where you look up and over the mountain into the Many Glacier area, that's where I was hiking to. And so we got all the way up there and there's just tons of glacial moraine everywhere. There's icebergs in the lake. You can see the glacier across the lake. But there was also like two big herds of bighorn sheep that were kind of just like grazing all over the place. That's my favorite. It was magical. It was so cool. Yeah. I love Uh, that one. So many good big hikes. But I think what blows me away is that you can, like, we like to take the boat tour at Mini Glacier. Mm -hmm. It's a two for one. You get to go across two lakes. Do you remember one of the times that we did it and we were going across Lake Josephine and there were like four moose (laughs) in the lake? Yeah. I was like, what is this place? Oh, it was so crazy. So and there's a couple moose- of them were like adolescents that yeah. were just like splashing around. They were. They were chasing each other around and we're just sitting on the boat watching them chase each other around. And then they drop us off and then you hike up to Grinnell Lake, which is right below Grinnell Glacier. Mm-hmm. So you don't gain all the elevation, but that's a really fun family hike. But yeah, I was just like, there are literally four moose in this lake right now. That's yeah. crazy. It was I nuts. can't think of another place I've been where there are that many moose. I've seen like nine moose at a time at Grand Teton during the winter. Whoa. That beats it. But Grand Teton is also a great place to see moose. <laughs> uh, but Glacier, I mean, four moose in one lake. Oh. And then after we do that, we like to go over to Fisher Cap Lake because uh, oh, there yes. is a big bull moose that likes to eat in that lake. And so he'll come out in the evenings and you can watch him feed We love doing that. The trail to Fisher Cap Lake is super short, but we run into bears on that trail. Like you can see mountain goats up on the cliffs above and then you've got the moose in the lake. And it's another one of those places in Glacier where you're just kind of laughing to yourself. Like, (laughs) is this for real? That was probably of all the bear sightings that I've had throughout the national parks. The one on the way back from Fisher Cap Lake was probably the most like nerve wracking for me. Do you know why? Do you yeah, why? it's because uh, our son was really little and he was crying. He was like <laughs> making a lot of noise and we kind of stumbled upon the bear because we didn't we came around the corner and he was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were cl- much closer <laughs> than we wanted to be and had to back up, you know, carefully. But all the while, our son is like being all fidgety and tan, you know, trying to throw a tantrum. And we're just like, shh, shh. You are a snack. Be quiet. You are a snack for this guy. <laughs> you be quiet. He is eating berries happily. We do not want to disturb him. <laughs> yeah, that it's just so cool. Mini Glacier has so much wildlife. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. A couple of funny things that we've Scene with this is with quotes. Okay. This is with quotes. One of my favorite sightings of wildlife. It was on the road to Mini Glacier. So, right as you turn off Bab to go into Mini Glacier, your brother saw the <laughs> rarest of animal formations out in the field. Out in the field. Animal formation. I don't know. <laughs> animal groupings. I don't know exactly what you would herd. call it. Uh, he saw a herd of mountain lions. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. He's he's been trying to convince us for what? 10 years? 10 years for years. sure. No, I saw it. I swear it. I saw three mountain lions out like, in that field. I, th- like, I, I think I the number changes think. as well. There were four, five, five mountain lions and they were just, you know, it's kind of like Ice Age, you know, when you've got the pack of saber tooth tigers, you know, it was kind of a pack of mountain lions. Yeah. You saw yeah. it for sure. Apparently they travel in packs and yes. hang out in the fields, not even in the mountains. We're like, yes. sure. But I think one of my most recent, most favorite animal sightings was actually very unexpected. And I am going to prompt Ash to guess what this animal is by making the noise that the animal makes. All right, I'm ready. What does the fox say? We did. We saw such cute foxes. Oh my gosh. We saw it was a den of foxes. Yeah. It was so awesome. They were just all the little, little foxen. You know, they were just chilling outside the den. They were so happy to see us. It was awesome. <laughs> it was. It was so cute. Their den was way too close to the road. It made me, like, nervous for them. But right. But I think hopefully they know what they're doing. They're a smart creature. <laughs> yeah. They were so cute. Those cute little baby foxes. So you never know what you're going to see. Yes. We've never seen foxes before. Not like that. No. Not for sh- oh, man. No Not way. in Glacier, I don't think. Not in Glacier. Yeah. No. It was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. So that's many glacier in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, <we laughs> amazing glaciers, thing. amazing wildlife, amazing mountains, beautiful lakes. It has everything. Yeah. I mean, that really is why we spend a lot of time on the east side. It's just because you can still get to the best parts of the going to the sun road from there. But then you have mini glacier, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. Yeah. Oh. Then you also have two medicine. Which is a really, it's a really small area. There's not a lot to do there. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's very many glacier-esque. Yeah, very The mountains similar. look very similar. You've got a big lake right there. We don't usually spend a ton of time here just because most of what you do is very long hiking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. so with our And if you're going to be kids, there, you're going to be there all day. Yeah. So you better pretty much need to dedicate a whole day to medicine. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to like hike, yes. But what we do love to do, we also love taking the boat tour here. It takes you to the other side of Two Medicine Lake. And then there's really cool waterfall. But you can hike all the way up to Upper Two Medicine Lake, which in my mind is one of the best, like off the beaten path, mm-hmm. lesser known things that you can do in Glacier. Yeah. I was blown away because it took us through some amazing wildflower meadows when yeah. we were up there. It was so cool. And, you know, it's got all of my favorite wildflowers. You know, it's got bear grass. It's got paintbrush. I think the jury is still out on whether or not bear grass actually smells good. Oh, no, it smells terrible. <laughs> But I don't know, because I feel like there's been a couple of times I've smelled it and it was really good. And a couple of times it smelled like tuna. Yeah, it does. It has like a fishy smell, which is maybe why it's called bear grass. So if you've ever seen the pictures (laughs) of Glacier, what we're talking about. So it's like it's a stalk Mm -hmm. with like a puff of white, small white flowers. And so it almost looks like a popcorn. Yeah. A big popcorn on a stick. Yeah, but it's everywhere in Glacier. And if you can time it right, I mean, this last time we hiked up to Upper Two Medicine Lake, there, A, were like 
two other people on the trail with us, which was just fantastic. Yeah. But B, there were massive fields of bear grass. Mm-hmm. And my heart was so happy. I just <laughs> loved it so much because bear grass is one of my favorite things to see in Glacier. But I do feel like Two Medicine is one of those places. I mean, it has gotten busier mm-hmm. for sure. But there's not a ton for most people, normal people who don't like to hike a bunch. Right. <laughs> there's not like a ton to do. And so if you want to see it, get in there, take the boat tour across the lake and go hike up to Upper Two Medicine Lake because that's very doable as a family, mm-hmm. but there's just not the crowds. It's just not as busy, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. So, so and good. then go get some uh, stuffed French toast, stuffed Huckleberry French toast at yeah. the Whistle Stop. I did get their omelet too at the Whistle Stop. That was so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Food. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before we leave the east side, because that really covers that whole east side of the park, I also like to mention that another reason we really like to stay on the east side is because it's really easy to get up to Canada from here. So a lot of times, you know, we'll give ourselves even just like an extra day at Glacier to pop up to Canada and go see Waterton Lakes and then come back down. You know, we've done that a few times. Mm. Or if you are connecting your trip to Glacier with those big national parks in Canada, like Banff and Jasper, it's really easy to get up there from this east side. You can go to Waterton Lakes first, and then you can head up to Banff. We are going to do a full episode here in a couple weeks about road tripping the Canadian National Parks. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, because while we're already talking about Glacier, it's just kind of a natural, like you just you go to Canada from there. So we will talk more about that, but that's another reason why we love the east side. So Mm -hmm. popping back around to the west side, hitting the last real major section of Glacier Mm -hmm. is it's on the northwestern side of the park, up above West Glacier. Uh, You're right on the Canadian border on that side. Yep. And that is the North Fork. Oh, I love the North Fork area. It is so beautiful. It kind of opens up a little bit and you can see a real great view of the whole strength of the spine of the mountains of Glacier from the North Fork area. And it is so beautiful. I super love it. And it's got my favorite barbecue in the whole area of Glacier. What was that place called? Home Ranch Bottoms. It was really good. It was so good. So the North Fork area is really interesting. You've got the little town of Pole Bridge up there. And Pole Bridge is completely off the grid. They run everything on propane or solar or, Mm -hmm. you know, they've just got all these adaptations, I guess, (laughs) to be able to have, you know, homes and and businesses up in this area. There's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot there as far as that goes. And as far as like what Glacier has put in up there, there's a few little campgrounds Mm -hmm. and that's about it. But one of my favorite spots in the park is Bowman Lake, which you access through Pole Bridge and it's part of this North Fork area. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason I love it so much, not only are the views just stunning, But you've got this whole lake with like no people on it. Yeah. And so we love hanging out in the lakes. Like we'll go, we love stand up paddle boarding in Lake McDonald. Mm -hmm. That's really fun. (laughs) But we also love going up, taking our kayak or our paddleboard up to Bowman Lake. Mm -hmm. The water is so cold. So cold. But there's nobody 
yeah. using the lake most you, of the you time. You feel like sometimes you have it to yourself. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's gaining in popularity, probably because we talk about it so much. Yeah, it's because but- <laughs> of us. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, it has gotten a lot busier over the past few years. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's so cool. Like the way the mountains are kind of formed a little bit. You get like a series of lakes, kind of they're smaller than Lake McDonald, but basically go in the same direction. And these lakes are just so slender and long. They're like fingers coming out of the mountains. And so you can just see this beautiful view of this lake just like going all the way up and like taking you into the heart of the mountains. And it's so pretty. Remember last, uh, we tried to paddle up. I wanted to paddle up and see where the lake actually goes (laughs) because you can't see where it ends mm-hmm. i don't know where the lake ends i didn't make it very far it was, it was <laughs> well, a lot definitely of work. <laughs> the uh depth perception of how deep this lake actually goes it yeah definitely... <laughs> i was like oh if i get you know when you look at it and you're like oh i think if i like get to like that little peninsula of trees right there then it looks like it curves you know and uh-huh. i would be able to see up and so i work my butt off trying to get up to this little <laughs> peninsula of trees and then i get up there I'm pooped. My arms are dead. I still have to go all the way back. And I still can't see the end of the lake. Nope, so not even close. She's I'm gone for like it. 40 minutes. You know, which I, I can see where she's at. Yeah, you know, it looks I'm like I haven't moved at all from <laughs> your like, vantage. Is she hoping to go all the way? <laughs> I was. I wanted to see. <laughs> but yeah, I really love that area too. Polebridge is famous for his huckleberry bear claws. Yeah. Which personally... I don't know. I don't want to say it because I think it will be controversial, but they're not my favorite. They've got an assortment of pastries even you can though choose I re- from. Yeah, but even though I really like Huckleberry stuff, generally, like, they're good. Yeah. They're good, but I wouldn't drive all the way up there just to get one, which some people do. And someone told me they actually sell those Huckleberry bear claws in Whitefish. Oh, like, really? They're, yeah, their farmer's market. I was like, oh, sweet. So if you want, <laughs> if you want to There's get a pull bridge hack. Yeah. Life hack. <laughs> but yeah, so I wouldn't drive up there just for the Huckleberry bear claws, although they are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I would go to Bowman Lake for sure if you're going to drive up there. You know, yeah. get a Huckleberry Bear Claw and then go to Bowman Lake and it will be a perfect few hours. Yeah, I love that. And then on the way home, you can stop at Home Ranch Bottoms and get some BBQ. Yep. So yep. good. Oh, so good. Anything else you want to talk about? I think we covered those areas really well. <sighs> I just love Glacier. There's yeah. so many places that you can get lost in, you know, and explore and go on long hikes and just feel like you're having an Indiana Jones adventure, you know, where you're just out in the wild. <sighs> it's just so much fun. I will say it feels busy. It does most feel of busy. The time. Mm-hmm. If you're sticking to those main areas, then you really do need to plan out your time well so that you're not just like surrounded by people your whole trip. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are, like we mentioned, there are a lot of longer trails that actually don't see hardly anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of good hiking. And so if you are feeling like you want to get away from crowds and find some solitude in that park, just expect, you know, if you're going to those main areas, it's going to feel busy. But, you know, Add in a few other things that are a little more off the beaten path. Or, you know, it stays light at Glacier till like 11 o'clock at night during the summer. Yeah. (laughs) And so you can easily, you know, if you get somewhere and you're like, there's just too many people here right now, you can come back. I mean, one of our favorite things to do is to go back around five or six Mm -hmm. when everybody else is eating dinner. (laughs) Yeah. And then 
you can hike these trails or do things that these overlooks and stuff, you know, you can get parking, not be surrounded by people and still have like five more hours of daylight to explore. So the golden hour in Glacier is like four hours long. It is. And it's (laughs) beautiful. So that's another really good way to just enjoy the park without the crowds. It will feel busy during the middle of the day. There's just no way around it in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. If you're hoping to see those bigger areas, there are some things you can do. And there are definitely things you can do to like actually get parking. <laughs> yeah. But you'll just what you'll want to expect. People love Glacier. Mm-hmm. They love Glacier. Everybody wants to go to Glacier. I think it's one of those rare places that feel busy sometimes that you don't feel like, I don't want to go back, you know, because you generally don't like crowds. But this place is so beautiful that you do anyways. I always want to go back. But we've also figured out how to get to places without being stuck in crowds all the time, which makes a huge difference. It does. So... Yeah. Don't let the crowds scare you off. There Mm -hmm. are ways around it. And just go expecting to be immersed in this beautiful, majestic mountain land just full of wildlife and (laughs) huckleberries. So much good stuff. There's so much. And you always leave wanting to come back. Yep. Like you're always like, I was just, I'm ready to come back. It's never enough. Yeah, exactly. So anyway... That's Glacier National Park. We absolutely love it. If you need any help planning your trip, I just dropped a whole bunch of videos on YouTube for that very purpose so that you can get in there and have a fantastic time. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.